Right, this is the one and only Back to the 80s. I am Toscano, and I've got the wondrous Chang to my right. Chang, I know you were you were held up over there because of some crazy events happening in that undisclosed area where you live at, where the That's government right. itself doesn't even know. And uh, I know that the sky's turning red over there where you're at, by the well, way. Well, uh, the sky is turning red. It's almost like I'm in hell. But... Uh, uh, long story short, I'm not in hell, and uh, let me hit you with a serious note. Uh, yes, I have been evacuated uh, from uh, the area where I reside, somewhere near the creek fire. So, uh, as you ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, listen to the show. Uh, my uh, best and my best wishes, my prayers, and I want to give you some inner strength if you yourself are going through anything that I and my wife have just endured or if you have family members. And uh, before we start, you know, like I say, my hearts go out to everyone out there that has lost property, lost a loved one, or just kind of lost the will to carry on through these fires. And I want to give a big shout out and a big how the hell you doing? You guys are superheroes to every California firefighter that we have fighting these fires you get a big fantastic from me that's what it's all about my friend i'm so glad that you're safe your family's safe and that uh, that you're out here continuing the 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 lord's work by making people smile and giving them hope because at the end of the day man that's all we got right i want to thank you guys for joining us here on back to the 80s on this wonderful friday i know that for the west coast it's it's very devastating with everything that's going on. I know that in Southern California, we've got a lot to be thankful for. All we've got is, is the yellow skies and the, a little bit of reddish tint. But everywhere else up north to us, they are going through some very, very tough times. So our heart goes out to them. Our thoughts and our prayers sincerely go out to them as well. We're not just saying it. I want to remind you guys that if you're enjoying the Back to the 80s radio program, you can go ahead and leave us a note through our Facebook page. We would really, really appreciate it, especially if you want to say something special for those people who are going through a very, very tough time. I do want to also remind you guys that we are on Patreon as well. So we invite you guys to visit our Patreon page and become a member of the Back to the 80s family. Exactly, my brother. Now, to our Patreons, every dollar helps out. Every dollar will give you a smile, a laugh. Uh, every dollar that you send forward, uh, we guarantee you we are going to do everything we can to make you happy, uh, take you to a better place, and uh, incorporate you even into the show more so. You'll be able to get the opportunity to become a part of the show by coming on once in a while, and uh, we'll be interviewing you. A great example to that is tonight's guest. We have a very special guest, so stick around with us because towards the middle of the show, we're going to be interviewing a very special young lady uh, with a fantastic company that offers great help to people that were not as prepared as some from back in the 80s. In the meantime, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Back to the 80s begins. Remember when we thought the, the, the 80s, 80s, 80s were lame? That's because we hadn't lived through this decade yet. You're listening to Back to the 80s. 
Alrighty, everybody, you are on the hang with Toscano and Chang, and we are taking a little trip that we take every Friday. No tokens needed, no change needed, not even a card, and we are going back to the 80s. Now, my loyal bus driver to the back to the 80s bus, Tusky Toscano, why don't you go ahead and pack it? And let's fire up this show, my brother. Hey, I don't know if you've ever taken buses in the 80s, but you remember those plastic seats that if the bus driver oh, slammed man, on the brakes, brother. you'd slide? <laughs> oh, man. Or if uh, you you, uh, you finally get a seat and there was some sweaty guy or some kind of a liquid on the seat, my brother. Oh, oh yeah, there would be that patch. There'd be that patch. You know what, patch. brother, let me oh, shoot disgusting. this at you because I know uh, a lot of us are familiar with taking yeah. uh, uh the bus, the so-called rapid transportation where you have to wait maybe 20 minutes to five hours for it to show up at your stop. I want to know one thing. Why are bus drivers so angry and aggravated and snappy? Why isn't there any seatbelts on that type of uh, Disney ride <laughs> gone crazy by some angry individual, my brother? Yeah, and it's not like they don't make good money. They should yeah. be happier than that. You know what, bro? I agree with you. Uh, they should be actually giving us some type of a snack as we give our toll. <laughs> I'm just should. putting it out there, my brother. <laughs> only putting it out there. You are listening to Back to the 80s. This is the Madness of Toscano and Chang, where you'll only be able to hear Toscano and Chang. Oh, and today we're going to be going through a virtual timeline of the ooh. 1980s. So you've come to the right place, especially if you have never lived in the 80s. If you were oh. not a child of the 80s, this is going to be your place for the next few minutes. We're going to be talking about certain events that happened from the 1980s. Because you see, the 80s, we saw the collapse of traditional communism. Correct. The ending, the ending of the Cold War. Uh, the beginning of technologies like Microsoft, IBM, Intel, and Apple. They all began to have a, a, a stronghold and impact on our on our lives uh, with with computers hitting our homes and you know, then then we had bad things happen, like famines in Ethiopia, and, right. and that brought you know a bunch of musicians together, a big event called uh, Live Aid, and things of that nature. Correct. Mobile phones, technology for mobile phones got mm -hmm. cheaper and smaller, and we're going to talk a little bit about certain events of the '80s. And I want to jump in, Chang, because this first event, I want to let you guys hear very briefly what took place. And then I want to get your comments, Chang, because I know you were a little bit older than me. Correct. So you have more memory, at least more appreciation of this night. Now, whether you agree or not with whatever happened, right. at least we can get your comment. Here we go. Here is the first event. This happened in the year of 1980. Mm. Right now, Jimmy Carter is preparing to... Get into the presidential limousine. <laughs> he will be making his concession speech. President Carter, told by his pollster Pat Cadell that it is all over, reportedly is preparing to concede defeat to Ronald Reagan in the 1980 presidential election. So what you just heard was January 20th, 1981, the election of Ronald Reagan and the concession of Jimmy Carter. Well, I remember that day well. Uh... Me and Mommy had uh, just come back from a good horse race, and I was going to talk to Mr. Peanut, Mr. Jimmy Carter. Oh, my hair was black. Yes, I remember. That's right. That happened in 1981. And as we skim through these, by the way, Chang, do you remember where you were 
uh, during the election night? Uh, yes, as a matter of fact. I remember I was at home uh, with my mom and my dad and uh, one of my sisters. My other sister really, she wasn't too much into the political scene. Uh, but uh, growing up at, uh, with my father and my mother, I, uh, I was brought up pretty politically savvy and always constantly aware of uh, what was going on in the world. I remember watching that uh, that uh, debate, and uh, I'll tell you, man, I was imitating both of them for my parents, and my parents were like, would you please shut the hell up? We're trying to watch. <laughs> That's right. Another very important event that happened on December 8th, 1980. I'm going to let you hear this clip because it was during a football game with the Dolphins versus the Patriots. And it was a Monday night football game. And this is what happened. On the line, and I don't care what's on the line, Howard. You have got to say what we know in the booth. Yes, we have to say it. Remember, this is just a football game. No matter who wins or loses. An unspeakable tragedy confirmed to us by ABC News in New York City. John Lennon, outside of his apartment building on the west side of New York City, the most famous, perhaps, of all of the Beatles, shot twice in the back, rushed to Roosevelt Hospital, dead on arrival. And that is what happened, my friend, December 8th, 1980. The death, the assassination of one of the greats of the halls of music, John Lennon. Oh, by far. Not only was he one of the greatest uh, musicians and writers of music, uh, he became a pretty much a civil activist. And I think he was a voice of a generation. I think he was a force uh, that had to be reckoned with. And I'm not saying physically, but uh, intellectually, spiritually. Bono is similar to him if you're, you know, as we're back in the 80s. Both of them were in the 80s, but obviously a great distance in years. Yeah. Now, I remember I was at home watching that football game with my dad, and uh, my mom was uh, in the kitchen, and she was having some of that wine that was that big that came out of that big green bottle with kind of like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, was it a big Riuniti Riuniti bottle? The, <laughs> yeah, with the wicker bottom and the wicker handle. Oh, you those, know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, that, that's the uh, the Italian wine. It's. Uh, right. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, and and I remember we were watching the game, and, and then when he came on and he said that, I get a little, uh, uh, ah, my throat may break a little bit because. Uh, well, it's a sensitive issue. It's a sensitive subject, and it happened to somebody who changed or to help change so many lives and made an impact and made a footprint in the hearts and souls of generations yes it did oh he was yeah i mean dude he, uh, the fbi was on to him the cia he was the, uh, you know he was the uh, enemy of uh, of the, of this country they got him deported i mean you everybody out there from the 80s has got to know that story uh, i remember I, I i choked up i left into the kitchen to talk to my mom and my mom was crying and my dad was in shock and i remember i was crying because i'm all about music the beatles my mother used to play the Beatles when I was in her stomach. And up until I was seven years old, when I would have to take naps, uh, my mother would put on that big console, that wooden console up in the living room, throw some blankets down. Oh, yeah. The one with the record yeah, player on the top? She would put some music, and usually the Beatles, and that would soothe me. So I remember telling my mom after I heard this, and I went into it, and I was very emotional, and I was very upset. And I asked my mom, Mom, I don't think the world's ever going to be the same again. And I'll never forget, 
she just looked at me and hugged me and said, I'm afraid you're right. And you know what, my brother? Good God. I think I was a little bit right, and I'll pray into the great spirit to make me wrong on that. Yeah, no, unfortunately, with the heaviest of hearts, I can tell you, bro, um, things were never the same again for the music world. And it seems that that translated with every area of our life that never again was life as simple. Yes. Never again was life as laid back, as enjoyable, as not carefree, but it was a life that we used to have that we used to value. We used to value life a lot more and things have never been the same. And as a matter of fact, we come up to the following event. And this event marked the world on June, June 5th, 1981. Acquired immune deficiency syndrome is a terrifying and mysterious disease, and it's killing a lot of people. AIDS was discovered first in young homosexual men. There is no cure, and it is often fatal. Whatever causes AIDS destroys these blood cells called lymphocytes, which fight infection. The victims are then susceptible to various diseases. The advent of this deadly disease in uh, just arrived in the 80s and took the world by storm. It arrived with viciousness and uh, no respecter of persons because even uh, if you were a child and you got a blood transfusion or you even went to the dentist and something was infected, you could have got this deadly disease. And I know you remember those days. Oh, man, yeah, I remember that. Uh, uh, and, and the thing I, I remember the most is uh, when uh, we were stricken with the disease of AIDS, I remember a lot of uh, evangelists, and uh, even if you weren't religious, a lot of people jumping on board that, uh, you know, it was killing uh, gays because they deserved it because it was, you know, against uh, uh, God's word. And uh, I thought that, wow, and it's so funny because, you know, we had lost uh, uh, John Lennon in 80. And uh, John Lennon, when we, he died, we lost freedom. We lost uh, uh, compassion, I think. And we lost uh, that uh, care for our other human being, you know. And when Freddie Mercury died, it was, it was very weird to me because I noticed the change within those years of that decade how we went from inner peace and loving everyone and compassion and making sure everybody had some equality to hating and judging another human being, a brother, a sister, a father, or possibly an uncle, uh, an aunt, uh, your good friend. And they would uh, curse him with his disease and, and uh, the hate and the heinousness that that disease brought out in human beings uh, is a testimony to, I think, what we lost when John Lennon was, was killed, if, if you don't mind me uh, putting both scenarios uh, in, in, into a form right here, my brother. Yeah, no, not at all. And I think it's uh, very important that people that were not a part of that, of that era, that they can understand that there were certain things that we just didn't understand. And right. one of those things was AIDS. And because we had no understanding, it was so brand new, such as something kind of like what we're living through now, only, of course... Uh, you got it differently. This is m much more dangerous because it's much more, this will attack anybody. Yeah. Uh, however, we didn't understand back then. So there was a lot oh. of jumping to conclusions. There was a lot of 
pointing fingers. There was a lot of judgment and things of that nature. However, onto a lighter side, it wasn't so much an event, but more of an industry growth. From 1978 to 1982, there was something that happened in business. And I'll let you hear the background here. And that's right. You can hear the sounds of arcades because in January, from 19, in January 1982, the cover story in Time magazine noted that the most popular game in the United States in an arcade was pulling more than $400 a week in quarters. And it translated to around 13,000 arcades in the 80s. And we're talking, this was a, a, a business that went to all the way to eight billion dollars in that year wow are we talking about the game that i think we're talking about that is correct that is correct but through all of you know we're talking all through through the 80s but in particular for 1981 arcades were at their peak i mean at their very peak and right because they were brand new they were correct fresh. and they were bringing a year $8 billion. What do you think of that business, My man? In, in the 80s, I mean, you got to at least times the time. I mean, you got to do maybe times 10 uh, to to get an oh, yeah. equivalent of today. But I, 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 yeah, I would have to agree with you. Uh, it was almost like a drug. Uh, almost, It was a form of entertainment. It was like a movie, uh, uh, you know, uh, an event, uh, going out and meeting people, seeing people, all the bright lights, the the music and the, the sound of the game, bro, the excitement, all your adrenaline. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, it was almost like a like a new world experience of getting high and running through Disneyland while you're watching some great, badass movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and some of the arcade games that brought in all that money were games like uh, Defender, like Pac-Man, like Miss Pac-Man. Pac-Man, You know, Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man. Pac-Man is number well, yeah, one. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And then came uh, games like Defender and uh, Donkey Kong and things of that nature. And, and they, they took uh, what, was, what was something that, that was uh, an enjoyment and turned it into a multi-billion dollar business. And a lot of yes. business owners got to enjoy, for a, for a few years anyway, the the rewards of what it was to be in an arcade business. And, man, the arcades just were a staple of the 80s. Everybody who's lived in the 80s remembers arcades. We were all in an arcade at one point of our life. We all had an opportunity to, you know, if you didn't have an arcade nearby, maybe you went to the corner liquor store where they had two, three, four games. And and you lined up your quarters. You, we could spend hours at an at a liquor store at a supermarket where they had video games. Yeah. So exactly. this yeah. is definitely something that helped change every single one of us that lived through the eighties, and and just give us that a, a different kind of entertainment. August first, nineteen eighty one, brought us another moment in the eighties history, and I'll let you listen because this is one of your least favorite things that happened in the 80s seven six five four we've gone for main engine start we have main engine start. ladies and gentlemen rock and roll oh
This is it. Welcome to MTV Music Television, the world's first 24-hour stereo video music channel. Now, just moments ago, all of the VJs and the crew here at MTV collectively hit our executive producer, Sue Steinberg, over the head with a bottle of champagne, and behold, a new concept is born. The best of TV combined with the best of radio. Now, starting right now, you'll never look at music the same way again. We'll be right back to introduce the other VJs and the other folks who are going to be with us on MTV. And that was the advent of music oh. television. The original broadcast, oh. August 1st, 1981. I'm swallowing my own vomit. Now, you got to remember, oh. I know and I understand your reasons why you don't like it. But as he said right now, you will never look at music the same. You will. This It changed everything. When the mo the moment we saw those artists that we used to hear, and we saw them on TV, and they they brought their freaky stories and their videos that had sometimes nothing to do with what they were singing about. Exactly, that's what was so repulsive about MTV. Regardless <laughs> of that fact, it did. People had MTV in their home sometimes twenty four hours a day, or or you know, they would. That's all they would watch. You know, they'd get home from work or they'd get home from school. They'd watch MTV. And at every single opportunity, it was music television. Unfortunately, it only lasted around 14 years because after that, MTV was no longer MTV. It became some other alien. It's almost like uh, it became uh, porno for dummies. But uh, let me quote what I thought about MTV. And it comes out like this. Video kill the radio. <laughs> well, you know, that's video why they brought that song on. You know, that that's why they wrote that song, Video Killed the Radio Star. And I, uh, you, I, I just think that, you know, it was just another part of the evolution of music and the way it needed to go. Let's jump over to 1985, because in 1985, something very, very exciting happened in the world of movies. And that was the very first of its kind. And I want to show you, or I want to let you hear what the trailer sounded to us. Steven Spielberg presents Back to the Future, a Robert Zemeckis film. Marty leads an ordinary life. No McFly ever amounted to anything in the history of Hill Valley. Yeah, well, history is going to change. And 1985 is not his year. But Dr. Brown is about to change all that. Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? He's sending Marty 30 years back in time. It works! It's a flying saucer from outer space! <laughs> the original theatrical trailer to Back to the Future. Did you go see this movie when it actually came out, or did you just wait till it was oh, on, on VHS no, and you rented it at your local oh. video store? Or no, brother. Actually, I went as soon as it came out. I was a very big fan of Michael J. Fox on uh, on the television show that he was on, and uh, yeah, family, family ties. ties. And I also was a big uh, fan of Christopher Lloyd, who used to play Jim Ignatowski in Taxi. So that's uh, right. When, yes, when that movie. Oh, and then they also had ah, uh, uh, I forgot the name of the uh, girl that played his mother. It'll come to me later. But oh, dude. How could you not want to see that movie, bro, in the 80s? 
If you didn't see that movie <laughs> right. in the 80s, there was something wrong with you. Yeah. And here's one of the interesting facts about that movie, and that is that even – this is a movie that transcends time and decades. And you can show this movie to a kid today, or a Generation Z oh, yeah. or whatever they're called today, the younger, younger ones. We're talking little, little kids. They will right. really fall in love with a movie. It's that oh, yes, it, will, it was ahead of its time. Yes, they got a few things wrong, you know, with how the future was going to look uh, in in the following films. But as far right. as what they did when they went to the past into the fifties, everything's spot on. Such an incredible yes. film, such an incredible cast. I'm so glad that we were part of that decade that got to see in the theaters the very first time it came out, Back to the Future. It- it had everything in it. It had a great plot, good guy against bad guy, a guy coming coming into his own, and you got future, bro. You know what I mean? You got a flying freaking car, bro, a DeLorean? My God, man. I mean, and if, what could be better? Now, remember after that car was uh, ma- uh, famous in the movie, how DeLorean got uh, in the papers and the news for uh, cocaine. I wonder if that car was on blow when they were flying it around on set, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Back to the 80s. This is Toscano and Chang. Coming up next, we got a very special guest, and I'm going to leave it right there. I don't want to give too much information away, except for be kind to her. She's not an 80s child. This is Back to the 80s. You're listening. To back to the 80s. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. If you can't wear a spandex jumpsuit, what can you do? This is Back to the 80s. As we mentioned right before the break, we have a special guest. That's right. And let me let me talk to you a little bit about this guest because although she is not directly from the 80s, which uh, concerns me a little bit. But, you know, neither you nor I have anything to do with that, right? It was just the way it was destined to be. And that's okay. But I have Aleda Romero, and she is with Primerica Financial Services. So, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me today. It's a pleasure to be on here. Um, It's a little different because, like you mentioned, I'm not from the 80s. um, But, hey, there's always a first time for everything. So, I'm super excited. Thank you for having me on here. We'll get you baptized into the 80s here somehow. (laughs) <laughs> so, so listen, so I know you weren't born in the 80s, and that's okay. We forgive you for it. However, I got to ask you a couple of questions because during this whole COVID-19 ordeal and and because of everything that's going on, you know, the reason we started the show to begin with was because we started noticing that a lot of people started, you know, being nostalgic for better times and reminiscing on, on better times as well. Do you listen to 80s music? Completely honest with you, I do not. Maybe the most I've listened to 80s music was when my son was completely obsessed with Michael Jackson. And I don't even know if that's considered 80s. Hey, (laughs) absolutely considered 80s. He transcends, right? Because he he crossed all these decades. You know, you mentioned about music, Michael Jackson, that's fine. 
what about movies? Uh, can I interest you in movies of the 80s at all? Um, let's see. This is actually a pretty funny story because <laughs> if you ask my fiance and his brother-in-law, they're really yeah. into watching movies. They grew up watching a lot of movies and a lot of old school movies too. Um, so when it comes to like movies, they watched a lot like Footloose, the original one. I'm talking yeah, about yeah. like, um, what is that movie? Definitely Grease. 80s. Yeah, Grease, all those movies. And um, growing up as a kid, we kind of played outside more. Um, we're from the Orange County area and, you know, we would constantly be playing with the kids in the apartments. So we didn't have too much TV time growing up. Um, but if you ask my brother-in-law, his theory is my mom had me locked up in a room and I wasn't allowed to watch anything. But realistically, we just, you know, TV wasn't a big thing in our house. Um, we did more yeah. outside curricular activities. Isn't it something that, I mean, it was so different back then, even when you grew up, because you got the opportunity to play outside and things like that. Now, it's very rare to see a group of kids like in a corner of their neighborhood and things like that and, and just watch them just hang out for no reason, just to be there. Yeah. Right? It's because different. I remember that was very, very big in my day. And I'm sure that you had a, a lot of similar experiences as well. Oh, yeah. We would play out all the time. I mean... We knew that it was time to come in when we heard our mom's whistle. We were like, okay, we got to be home in like two minutes or else she's going to come out here looking for us. She um, actually used the whistle? Yeah, my mom used the whistle. And if she would do it twice, you knew you were going to be in trouble when you got inside because she like would panic and stuff. But it's so much different now. Like you say, it's weird seeing kids outside and playing. Um, for example, like my kid, he loves to play with other kids. So when we when I first moved into the apartments that we did, no kids would play outside. And then all of a sudden he's like, mom, can I go outside? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then he started getting these group of kids together. And now they like, they play every single day after they're done with school, they all play together. So it reminds me of, you know, our times when we were growing up, but the only sad part about it is that now you're kind of scared to let your kids go outside. You don't really know if you can trust them being out there alone for too long. I remember my mom just to let us let us leave and then we would come back like hours later i cannot do that without you know having a panic attack and going out every five minutes checking on my kid but it's very different yeah now. absolutely you know something very similar like in the 80s we had stalkers i mean we had a bunch of uh, serial killers back then but parents would still leave their children out i mean we wouldn't come in until after it was dark and then our parents would like get upset okay you know they'd come out you need to come in five more minutes five more minutes five more minutes and then we'd, you know, waste those five minutes because they'd give us always a little bit more until finally, no, you need to get into the house right now. But they weren't constantly checking up on you before when I was a kid. Yeah. And it's weird, although it seems to be in certain areas more a, a lot safer nowadays. It's really not. I live in Corona. Corona is a pretty, you know, like quiet area and stuff. But even still, like you, you still hear all these crazy things of people trying to, you know, snatch your kids after school. And I'm just like, uh, uh. like I make sure when I'm in the, at the store or anywhere out public, I have my kid attached to my hip. And sometimes my brother-in-law's like, dude, just let him be a kid. But I'm like, in the back of my mind, I just think of all these crazy things that happen. And I'm like, I wonder if my mom felt that way when I was a kid. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if she even loved me. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> she probably did. You know what? You never think about those things when you don't have kids, right? Exactly. You just don't think about them. And then you say, oh, in the back of your head, like I used to think, oh, when I have kids someday, 
oh, come on, I'm going to let them do whatever they want as far as going out, and I'm not going to have no issues. My gosh, I have uh, I have a 17 and a 15-year-old. I watch them like a hawk, and, and they're grown young men, you know? Um, I do give them their freedom as well, but um, yeah. it's, it's just not the same. It's just not the same. So let me backtrack a little bit. I mentioned to you about movies of the 80s. I'm going to mention to you one movie of the 80s, and you tell me if you've seen it or not. Okay. And if you have, first of all, if you haven't, you need to see it. All right? <laughs> I'm not... I'm not going to give you a pass until you see that movie. Okay. All right. But if you have a one, I want to get your opinion on it. Back to the future. I've never seen it. <laughs> no! I'm telling you, I am telling you, I drive my, um, my whole in-law family insane when it comes to movies. I'm just like, they're like, you know what? One day for 24 hours straight, we're just going to lock you in a room and we're going to make you watch all of these old school movies because you're totally missing out. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, but that day still hasn't come. You know, there are a few iconic films that I want to recommend you if you haven't seen them. Just a few from the 80s. Okay, One of them is definitely, you need to see Back to the Future. Okay. It okay. comes, I mean, they have got like three parts, but just, you need to watch one. Okay. You need to watch okay. one. Another movie. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Have you seen E.T.? No. No. I wish my brother, I wish my brother-in-law. Let's take a break here because let's take a break. I did, I'm kidding. All right. So number two, you need to see E.T. I'm going to name one more. The Goonies. Have you seen The Goonies? No, I have not seen The Goonies. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you are witnessing here a, total a first on the show. <laughs> a total, a total millennial. No, no, because I know millennials who love these movies that I just mentioned to you. But that's okay because you have an excuse. You didn't watch too much TV when you were growing up. So that's okay. There's always time to watch it. So I gave you three flicks. You have to watch them. I put it, I so, wrote them all down. They're on my to-do yeah. list. Oh, look at that. <laughs> so you're back to the 80s. We're going to keep a tab on Alita. We are. So, all right. So that means that if I gave you the trivia music that I'm, I was about to give you, literally, am I wasting my time? Um, I don't know. Sometimes I can say that I'm a pretty good guesser. So. <laughs> okay. Because the songs that I got are literally... Um, these are like the ABCs of eighties. Okay. So they're, they're that simple. Okay. I can try my best. Are you ready? I'm a little scared, but I'm ready. I'm always ready. All right. We're just going to give it a, a, a shot. And, and if you, if you, if I see like, you know, a deer in headlights, look, I'll know what's <laughs> going on. Okay. So, all right. So first of all, let me know if you can hear this. All right, so as we have the cheesy 80s music in the background rolling, what song was that? I'll play it for you one more time. The girls just want to have fun? (laughs) Yeah, you got it. You got it. Now, (laughs) do you know who sings it? That I do not know. All right. All right. (laughs) I can look it up. That's okay. How about this next one? Okay, so I'll give you half a point for that one, all right? Here we Yay, Here we go. Okay. Here we I'll go. Take it. Oh, 
Michael Jackson with Beat It. You got an Yay, entire point. <laughs> All right, we got two more to go. Are you ready? Yes. They're going to get more difficult. Here we go. That one I don't know. You don't know? Okay, well, let me give you a hint. That was, let me give you the answer. How's that? That was Toto, the group Toto with the song called Africa. That was from 1982. Okay. So very old. All right. So here is the next song on the list. Uh, I know the name of, I mean, I've heard this song. I don't know who the artist is, but I have heard that song before. They play that to death, don't they? Yes, they do. I've heard yeah. it plenty of times. <laughs> yeah, I think they're more famous now than they were in the 80s. That is that is Take On Me by the take, band oh, take, AHA. Okay. Say, take something. <laughs> yeah, Take On Me by the band AHA. Oh, All right, wow. are you ready? This is the bonus round. I'll give you five points for each one of these. Okay? Okay. All right, here we go. Any idea? Uh I've heard that song too before. Um, the first one that played that you said um, you were giving me a hint, is that from The Breakfast Club? Mm, no. No, you're a little off. Way Not off. way off because they kind of all sounded the same. But uh, <laughs> no, you're thinking about a different song. Um, this, the one I had played before was Aha and it was Take On Me. And this is by Bon Jovi, Living On A Prayer. All right. So bon here's the last one. I'll give you 10 points if you get this. Uh, okay. I'll give you 10 points and a mixtape. I don't know where you'll play it, but I'll give you one of these <laughs> if you get this one right. Here's a little hint right before the, the bigger hint. Any ideas? Um, so nerve-wracking. Um, uh. No, I don't know, but I have heard it before, too. I'm very bad with names. That's the one. Summer of 69 with Brian Adams. So I told you I was really bad at this. <laughs> That's okay. You know, like I said, we're going to get you somehow to start. At least start. I'm not saying like. At least start yes. a, a little bit of uh, introduction to the 80s. And you know what? That is the main reason for this program as well. Because there are a lot of people that I've met and that I've spoken to personally that said, man, I wonder what it would have been like to live in those days. Or it must have been so cool not, you know, being so attached to a cell phone and, and all this technology. And I go, yeah, I mean, that's one thing that I really enjoy today, technology, right? But yeah, it, it was so nice to grow up without taking the phone to the table, to the dinner table. Come on, we, we can actually go a whole day without taking a picture of our food right. before in the 80s. <laughs> We can go a whole day. Yeah, we can go a whole day without looking at somebody else's pictures, too. Mm -hmm. That's very true. Mm. Different times, different times. But uh, anyway, so now you have uh, a little mini archive there of things that, that I'm going to recommend that you do. You need to watch those movies. Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm like I said, if you had a cassette deck, I would send you a mixtape. That's, that's <laughs> I mean, I got to get you involved in, in 80s music. 
Anyway, this is Back to the 80s. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to really get down to business and talk with Elena Romero of Primerica Financial. Don't go away. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back, Back to the 80s. Let me explain something to you. I am a vintage mass marketed children's toy from the 80s. This is Back to the 80s. I'm Toscano here with you. Joining us here in the studio is Aleda Romero from Primerica Financial. And Aleda, back in the 80s, something that did not happen very often with many parents that I knew was the fact that the parents didn't really sit down with you too many times to explain to you about your future, about savings, well, <laughs> things like that. Let me give you a quick example. Now, I'm half Italian and half Mexican. So, I mean, my dad used to say, you're never going to have a legitimate job. So his way of teaching me to save money was, hey, you got to save money because you don't want to be a donkey like me. That was his teaching. Unfortunately, a lot of the parents that I knew for my friends, they never sat down with them and tell them, you know, anything about credit, anything about retirement and things of that nature. Fast forward 2020 in our situation, uh, you know, I'm 40 something years old. Nobody wants to really know. Nobody cares. It's not important, okay? It's how you feel that's important. It's how you feel. And I feel, I feel 40-something. <laughs> so because there's a lot of those parents who never taught the kids, fast forward to 2020, those kids are now, you know, we're all grown up. And maybe there are some out there who are still not prepared. But because of the times, the challenges, the situations that are happening right now, they are starting to sweat bullets and they're starting to get really worried. Well, who better to uh, give us some suggestions and advice? So Aleda, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know that that you are highly involved. You've been involved with Primerica and you are going up in the ranks. So tell us a little bit about you. Awesome. So my name is Aleda, just like um, Mario mentioned. Of course, I am not from the 80s once again. But I love connecting with people that are from the that. 80s. And yeah, we're, we're, we're working on changing that. I, I made a couple of notes today on movies I got to catch up on, music I got to catch up on. I got a lot of homework, basically. Um, so I got to get to it after this call. But yeah, so I am with Primerica Financial Services. I have been with the company for about two years. Um, we're basically in the industry of helping our middle and lower income families set up for their future, whether it's, you know, putting a couple bucks away a month, nothing too drastically showing them the importance and actually protecting the income that they have. Because at the end of the day, if, you know, some, some emergency comes up tomorrow, not a lot of families today, you would be surprised how many families don't even have a thousand dollars in savings for, you know, an emergency that comes up. And normally because we don't have that $1,000 in savings, we go out there and we get a credit card we get some type of personal loan, get us to pay all this interest on this money where we would have just set up, you know, a year ago, two years ago, I always say it's never too late to start a savings account. Doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, 
obviously if you start younger the better um because you have more years to grow that money but it's never too late to start an emergency fund you know it's very important to even start with basically 25 bucks a month for your emergency fund because at the end of the day you don't want to dig yourself in a bigger hole right when an emergency arises um we educate people on really showing them the importance on protecting their income. I don't like to call it life insurance because obviously I can never physically bring somebody's life back, but I am able to replace the income that was coming into that household to give, you know, that family the peace of mind that financially they won't have to struggle because nowadays you kind of just see, you know, a loss in the family and then people really just go straight to stressing about financials, how they're going to, you know, bury a loved one, how they're going to figure out after that, right? Because most of the time, um, it's hard, but it's a breadwinner in the household who ends up, you know, something happens to them. And maybe they become physically, you know, disabled to where they can't work either. And that's where Primerica comes into place. You know, um, what I love about our products is that it teaches really families how to protect their tomorrow, and how to protect their today as well to make sure that their family is financially protected today. And as well, they set themselves up for, you know, their retirement, because that's a huge thing. I've Mario, I've never personally met somebody that told me they want to work for the rest of their life. Have you? Um, I think I mentioned this to you, didn't I? Uh, oh, I think you were the only one that told me you're like, I want to work until I can no longer do it. Yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, it's when you really, really, really love what you do. And, uh, you know, I, th I think that's the main reason. Yeah, because when you love what you do, it doesn't feel like a job. I love, right. you know, what I do. I love what our company stands for. I never feel like I'm working when I'm going out there and helping a family out, impacting them. Because I know that if the day of tomorrow they're going to need of our services, we're going to be there to deliver for them. You know, at the end of the day, it's very important to give that peace of mind to your clients. And me just personally knowing that if somebody would have come to my parents, maybe in the 80s, right, when they were, you know, setting up for stuff that they would be in a complete different financial situation than they are today. You know, when it comes to retirement, I feel like people start thinking of, uh, about retirement once they're like in their early 40s, late 30s. And by that point, like you lost so many years of potential savings and growth that you could have had on your money, even if it was just like I said, 25 bucks, 50 bucks a month. Um, and it's very powerful. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I remember happening a lot was that, for example, in, in my family, there were a lot of people who said, yeah, we know that we have to save, but we just can't do it yet for, you know, whatever the reason. Back then, okay, medium household prices were about 93000 to to $100,000 for a home. Back when I was a teen, we're talking in the latter part of the 80s. And so if you wanted to have a rental in an apartment, like a one bedroom was about $400 a month. So it wasn't big. Minimum wage is about three twenty-five an hour, so it was low. Yes, however, it doesn't matter. They could have always saved a little bit, just a little bit, because we're talking. You know, we we go eat burgers, we go eat, we you know, we go watch movies, and there's a lot of that stuff that can go into the savings, right? Exactly, and that's really what we help our clients focus. Because the day of today, people are so conditioned to getting a paycheck. Obviously, our paycheck doesn't come with instructions, so we don't really know exactly what to do with it. So what most people out there are conditioned to do is right away pay creditors, right away take care of their bills. And then whatever they have left over, they're like, yay, we have this money left over. Let's go out with the family. But, you know, wrong. Like, that's not the way things should be done. I mean, at the end of the day, you're working hard. So we really push on our clients to 
know the concept of paying yourself first before you go out there and pay everybody else, right? Because you're the one working hard for that money. And at the end of the day, you're the only one that's going to be able to set yourself up for retirement. You're the only one that's going to be able to take care of yourself later in the years, right? So that's what we do. Exactly. So uh, what are what are some of the branches that you have within Primerica? Because I know Primerica, it's not just one thing that you guys do. You, do, you guys don't all, only help people to save money. What other kinds of things do you guys do? So we do a little bit of everything when it comes to financial planning. We're like that um, Amazon of financial services, if I can kind of put it that way for you guys. We do all yeah, sorts of yeah. financial planning. Obviously, I like to say the foundation of all of your financial planning is having a life insurance in place, of course, because, you know, you can save, you can totally start by saving money today, putting it in a savings account. But if you only got to save from for one whole year, what good will that do for your family of, you know, in a year from today, you're not here and your income is not coming in, right? So we make sure that we show them the importance in protecting their income. The cool thing about Primerica is that we customize plans for everyone's needs. We understand that everyone's financial needs are completely differently. So we do a little bit of life insurance. Um, we do basically investments, long-term investments, short-term college funds, um, basically you name any type of savings account and we're able to do that for you. We do legal and identity protection. We provide with prepaid legal services. We do auto and home. So we help. Right, right. We don't only basically go out there and help people do savings. We also help them save money in other aspects of their bills, like auto and home insurance. I know um, I sat down with a lady last week where I was able to save her $800 on her home insurance a year. To her, that was just like, sometimes people are like, they don't really see the importance in getting the life insurance right away because it's another expense for them. But at the end of the day, if I'm able to save you basically $800 here, another $500 a month there. It all adds up. It all adds up and you can pay for that life insurance. I mean, at the end of the day, the life insurance is going to be the only bill to pay your family of the day of tomorrow you're not here. And that's really what we try to show our clients, you know, start with paying yourself first because at the end of the day, you're, you know, nobody's going to take care of you more than you are. Would you mind doing me a big favor and share it with everybody how they can get in contact with you if they are in need and definitely interested in getting your help? Yes, of course. Um, I do have um, my contact number where you guys can call me and, um, you know, obviously to filter it out a little bit faster if you're looking for a quote or you want something that has to do with financial, you know, planning, just go ahead and take text me, um, you know, quote to phone number 951-515-5029, 951-515-5029. If you're looking into getting into the industry, obtaining these powerful licenses, you know, and creating that second stream of income, go ahead and text me opportunity to the same phone number. And I'll repeat it again. It's 951-515-5029. Um, basically, once I get your text, Right away, I'll go ahead and give you a call, set up a quick interview. You know, if you need information over the phone, I could definitely give you some. Um, but obviously, the best thing is to jump on a Zoom call and go through everything. But if you guys need of my services or if you know of someone that has been looking for them, you know, referrals are greatly appreciated. I always take care of my people and my clients. So make sure you call Aleda Romero. She is great. She's a very lovely young lady that I'm sure she's going to be able to go ahead and handle those needs for you. This is Back to the 80s. Aleda, you've been a wonderful, wonderful guest. So thank you for all the information. And sorry I put you on the spot there with the 80s stuff. But uh, hey, this is, after all, Back to the 80s. 
I know people are now going to probably be texting me like um, all these movies to watch, these songs to listen to it. And I don't mind it either, guys. I, I need to step up my game when it comes to all this kind of thing. <laughs> this is back to the 80s. Thanks, Elena, for being the best guest here. Yes, of course. Thank you guys for having me. And I look forward to helping you guys with any of the needs that you guys may need. Thank you again, Mario, for having me on here today. This was fun. You're listening to Back to the 80s. We never stop. Never stop. Not even when it hurts. Didn't hurt. Didn't hurt. Didn't hurt. Non-stop. Unforgettable memories from the 80s. Back to the 80s. That's right. This is Back to the 80s. This is Toscano and Chang with you. Once again, here every single Friday where you can tune in to us, take us wherever you go. So please go ahead and subscribe to us, download our podcast that helps us out, and also become a member of our Facebook page and become one of our patrons and get a bunch of cool stuff in the, in the meantime. I do want to thank you guys for being with us today as we take a ride through the 1980s. Today, we've been talking about some of the most important events of the 1980s. And one of those, chain, one of those events happened in 1988. 1988. Yeah, so, yep, so we're going to go into 1988. And uh, you tell me if you remember this event. I've just received a telephone call from Governor Dukakis. <laughs> <laughs> Governor oh, Dukakis. I want you to know he was most gracious. His call was personal. It was genuinely friendly. And it was in the great tradition of American politics. And- <laughs> you know what's funny about Dukakis? Dukak. His is. name? Dukak is. But those eyebrows, they look like they could have grown eight legs and walked off his face. George H. W. Bush as he defeats Dukakis. <laughs> so, April 19th, let's jump over to April 19th, 1987, because this was a part of the 80s historical archives. All right, bring it on. Well, good night, son. Um, Dad, <laughs> what is the mind? Is it just a system of impulses, or is it something tangible? Relax. What is mind? No matter. What is matter? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this was the very first episode of The Simpsons called Good Night. Yeah. And it appears it appeared on the Tracy Ullman show yeah, originally right. April 19, 1987, during the third episode of the Tracy Ullman show. And it was the first, very first appearance of The Simpson family on TV. Oh, yeah. I There's remember. some history fact for you. I remember watching that show. I remember when that uh, cartoon debuted. And the funny thing is uh, when I would watch that cartoon after, I already could envision the actors that were playing the characters of the Simpsons, Simpsons <laughs> right? because they were all cast members in the Tracy Ullman show. And that was like improv stand-up hardcore, bro. Great funny ass yeah. show, bro. You want to know what's crazy? The, the animation changed a lot. Oh, if you look at that very first episode, it was so it was so different than if you look at The Simpsons today. Yeah. Jumping over to December 1988, here's something else in the video game world that occurred. Eleven world-class contenders. Take them down with your controller, beat them all, and you've got a shot at Tyson's title. Play, play, play. Ah! 
Steal a base, adjust your infield or outfield, and pull off great double plays. I flip over Atari baseball, and you will too. Afterburner, only on the Sega system. Sega, the challenge will always be there. Last year in the United States, home video game sales hit $1.1 billion. So this is a special report that came out in 1988 when it was the battle of the consoles, and that was Atari and Sega, because then came one of the greatest consoles of them all, and that was the Nintendo console. That was uh, that that cha- That was a game changer for everybody. Oh, yeah, it was, big time. Uh, I think it, it's the one that uh, kind of beat both of them and, and just took it on its back and carried uh, gaming into what it is now. You know, we have PlayStation, yep. uh, Xbox. Yep. I mean, it's just, it's almost like a, a car model, and they just fine-tuned it every step of the way, and now look what you have. I mean, you... You still have Nintendo right now, and uh, Sega is a thing of the past, and so is Atari. And last but not least, something that was very, very important that marked the 80s. This happened on November 10th, 1989. I'm going to let you hear a little bit of this newscast. From ABC, this is World News Tonight with Peter Jennings. Reporting tonight from Berlin. From the Berlin Wall specifically, take a look at them. They've been there since last night. They are here in the thousands. They are here in the tens of thousands. Occasionally they shout, Die Mauer muss weg, the wall must go. Thousands and thousands of West Germans come to make the point that the wall has suddenly become irrelevant. Something, as you can see, almost to party on. How do you measure such an astonishing moment in history? Actually, everything started on November 9th when they announced what was going to happen. And on November 10th, it came down. Yes. Uh, That was a great moment uh, in history for, I think all of us on the globe, uh, you know, that took down something that represented hate, prejudice, biasness, uh, sheer aggressive hate and division, and, and it was down, and yeah, it, it opened the door for a lot more unity, and we need more, we need something like that to crack now, my brother. We definitely need something, and you know, it, it feels like something is going to crack, and, be, and before we get there, those are the events leading up to 1989, everything that happened through the 80s. Right. Some, you know, not all the most important events, but the, the ones that really marked history. But you know what, Chang, out of all those events, and the reason for this show is because today, Friday, mm-hmm. September 11th, we want to pay our respects to an event that changed the face of not only the United States and the way we look at humanity – but also the face of the world in every aspect. Because September 11th, 2001, 2,977 people lost their lives in a horrendous, horrendous terrorist attack. Do you remember where you were? I Yes, as a matter of fact, I was uh, getting ready to leave work. Uh, my kids were at the table, at the dining room table, having breakfast. My wife was uh, getting them uh, off to school. Uh, my, best, my, my best buddy, Matt Al, comes into the picture again. Now, me and Matt Al used to work together. Uh, and I remember I was getting ready, and I had the radio on in my bedroom, and I was walking back and forth. I didn't hear the television that, that my wife had on. And Matt Al came in running frantically and said, hey, they're bombing New York. So he changed the channel, and voila, I, we watched this uh, horrifying kick in the groin and the throat, uh, a punch in the heart, 
and we saw this happen, and I'll, I, I, was, I, I just could not believe it. I, I didn't know at that moment if I could continue to go to work that day, send my kids to school, leave my wife and my kids. Uh, I, I didn't know if I should cry right then and there uh, and explain to my children what was going on. I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was a total, I think, punch in the face and the gut, and like I say, to the groin, to everybody in America at that time. Uh, and 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 the the thing is is but the one thing it did bring together was all of us chanting for America every yeah. every color every race every almost every religion every citizen or non-citizen that lived here legally or illegally we pulled together and we were there for each other and uh, things after uh, after that day have been I hate to say this, kind of the norm now when you look at our society, uh, our politics outside uh, what we know or what they tell us, and what's going on with other countries. Uh, it, and it's, uh, it's a shame because right now we could use all of that that has happened, and we should use that as wisdom and a bar to get back up and to be what it was that 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 positive out of the most negative thing that could ever happen to us as human beings citizens it's like when a, a crater when a meteor hits the, the the earth and you have a crater you have this huge imprint you're never going to forget it i would have loved that if uh, we americans could have held on to that unity and that mindset uh, and that uh, perseverance as we did that day that we so much lack in the world right now, my brother. Yeah, well, this is another moment that we have right now in 2020 where we can seize the moment. See, right now we've got so much negativity going around that we're failing to see that this is a moment to be seized. For right. every single person that's listening, for us as individuals, you see, our issues go deeper than race and politics our issues are far more sensitive than social, financial, and judicial. Correct. Our issues are in our own hearts as human beings, as part of this union and as part of the human family. We need to search deep within us and figure out where, as individuals, right. what is it that has gone wrong? Because we can't come together as individuals. We can't come together as a family. We can't come together as a country. We are living proof that pride comes before a fall. So this is back to the 80s, and I want to encourage you this week to search for hope, to search for real change, and search for truth, starting with you, starting with me. This is Toscano from Back to the 80s. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next Friday. This is Chang. Before I release you into uh, your Friday and your weekend, and remember, I always tell you to stay positive. We can only seek prosperity when we have unity. Tomorrow is never promised. Everybody out there, you just take care of yourself and remember you have to stay lifted to be gifted. Go home and hug somebody. Call somebody that you haven't talked to. Tell them you love them because you don't know tomorrow is promised. So with that, you go kick some booty. Hasta la vista. Arrivederci. Adios and orale. <laughs> My brother, the <laughs> 